0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are
1: your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be our cue to start talking to Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. I'm going to have to find my little, uh, oh, your, my little squishy thing for my mic. Uh, it fell off somewhere, probably in the bag.
2: Anyways, um, what's going on today? Um, well, uh, it's our makeup day. Where we have Marysville, St. Clair, and Port and I, Port Northern. Big uh, set of rivalry games. And these were all games that were supposed to happen. In
1: a, the The Northern PH game was supposed to happen last week and got rained out. Yeah, last Thursday and or Friday. This doubleheader uh, that I'll be at, St. Clair, Marysville, was rained out on uh, Monday.
2: Yeah, so you have a doubleheader. I just have one. And, well, those are two games. Well, the, the St. Clair, Marysville game is non-league, but... Port here on high, Port here on Northern. Two teams that have struggled a bit. Uh, Port here on high lost last night. We'll talk about that more. Northern got a win against a good-hitting O team. but yeah,
1: they, they can. These two teams can hit the crap out of the ball, though, so I'm expecting
2: a very high-scoring game. Well, you finally got to see some good pitching last night. I saw some good pitching. First time I got to see Cardinal Mooney, so it was a lot of fun. Monday, we didn't see anyone due to the weather, and, yeah, we'll talk about all that coming up next. And before we go to the break, just remind you, golf outing uh, uh, forms are open on our website. You can sign up for it right there, and we've already gotten some hits, so make sure you go up there. It's right there. You can't miss it. Absolutely. We'll be back and uh, get the show officially underway in just a moment.
4: 800- 250-7520.
1: open 8 to 6 weekdays 9 to 3 on Saturdays Michael's your dealer for the people
5: Start strengthening your finances Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half Plus make zero payments for 90 days Members who transfer save an average of $3,400 For stronger savings visit AdviaCU.org Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people
1: 44 DuraClean by Bachelor.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome
1: uh, back, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. I've been doing it for 30 years, Brady, and in softball I've only called two no hitters. And one of them was yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we've had yesterday was the third no hitter we've seen yeah we've seen it. like two in baseball the 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 marine city one was a combined it was three pitchers mm-hmm. combined for a no hitter against fitzgerald. In tower. The, uh, tower in the uh, first game. Was it Tower? Yeah, yes. it was Tower. Uh, in the first game of a doubleheader, or the second game of the doubleheader. Yeah. It was the second game. I was, I was able to listen to the end on the, my ride home. Because it was freezing cold and raining, and they didn't even celebrate because it was just cold. Let's <laughs> like, like, let's get off the field. Uh, and then you had the uh, the perfect game for Maceo Miller yep. just last week. Yeah. Uh,
2: he had a 14-strikeout game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, in six innings.
5: So, in six innings. So he didn't
2: get a chance to get up higher than that which I think he would have so Kenna Bomarito a freshman <laughs> I keep forgetting that Kenna
1: Bomarito a freshman for Elganac uh faced 23 hitters in a 21 out game she gave up two walks one with one out in the second and one with two outs in the third those are the only base runners so three, six, nine, twelve. Retired the last thirteen hitters of the game in a row. Struck out fifteen, and nobody—that's impressive. Nobody really squared up a ball or hit a ball hard the entire game. Maybe the toughest out was the top of the fourth. Natalie Douglas hit a little flare over the shortstop's head, and the left fielder ran in and caught it—a basket catch. But the ball hung up. There was time to get to it. It wasn't like they had to make a diving play right. or sprint a thousand miles. So she an hour. just caught it underhand. She didn't yeah, have she to just, like slide she ran, or she ran up and caught it underhand on the run. No big deal. Um, and and that was maybe the closest in the first game that Emily City came to a hit. And the the other thing was Alganak scored early and often, and so she had run support, so she didn't have to worry about that. Um, and and she just cruised. Through an eight nothing no hitter in uh, in game one, um, got like I say a lot of offense. D Delang had uh, a single and drove in three runs in the uh, game. Um, Emily Yax. Emily Yax is tiny. She's tiny, and you think okay, here's the easy out in the lineup. Bang! Home run straight away center field. Cleared defense by ten feet. <laughs> I mean, it's just disgusting. They don't really have an easy out in the lineup. Like, even when the girls make outs, they hit the ball sharply at somebody or they battle in a long at-bat where they foul off a bunch of pitches before you finally get them. Um, So... uh, I mean, it, it was just crazy. And Bob Marito, not only can she pitch, but she can hit. She had a triple in the game, opposite field drive over the right fielder's head. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real triple, not a not a made up one, right. not a little league one. It was a real triple. Scored two runs uh, in the game. So, uh, Elginac wins game one, eight to nothing. And maybe it was too easy. Because yeah, I was
2: going to say maybe they got refocused after losing to Almont. They had. They dominate that game, and then game two, and I was able to hear a little bit of this game, and yeah.
1: Yeah, they were really sloppy. Coach Perkins was not happy with how they played the second game, and and he did. Uh, After the game, he had them out in left field, uh, and I was behind the left field fence doing the broadcast, so I could kind of hear them as I was Mm -hmm. wrapping up, and he talked about focus and being ready. Uh, you, You can't win a game if you're not ready to play the game and he felt his team was not ready for game two. You know, uh, Bomarito talked him into pitching the second game. After after throwing the no-hitters, she was sky high, and she's like, I want to pitch the, the second game. Uh, and she got the first six out, I think it was. Or no, she got, the, she got one, two, three in the first, and then she gave up a double to start the second. But then she struck the next two hitters out, and then her team made back-to-back errors and two runs scored in the inning. Mm-hmm before she got the, the final out. Uh, and then from that point on, from the second inning of game two on, Algonac looked human. You know, they had a big inning in, in the top of the uh, the third, and I hate that. I'm going to hate this all the way through. I hate that they switch in softball and that the home team is the road team in the second game. I don't like that. It's really confusing. But anyways uh, – Bomarito had a double and a single in the second game, so mm-hmm. she was there offensively. Uh, and Ella Stevenson, she might not, like, have the the, the big numbers like an Allie Shagney mm-hmm. or some of the other kids that we see, but I don't know if there's a better player in the area. She's just so smooth out in center field, catches everything, is in total control. She's a leader on the field from center field you know if a kid makes a mistake that's the voice you hear picking right. up her teammate telling her you know we got you we'll make the next play she, that kind of a leader and then she, she just hits her the home run she hit yesterday okay i'm in left field and i didn't even like i didn't even bother the, the ball was was so high over my head like, I wasn't even nervous that it was going to hit me be- because <laughs> I'd have to be 70 feet tall for it to hit me. It, it was just a skyrocket, and it probably landed 40 feet over the fence. Jeez. I mean, just a bomb. And it's not like she's a, a big hulking figure either. Um, I, I don't, I don't, she looks more like a, a tall, skinny basketball center to me than than a softball player, but she can rake. And she had two hits and three RBIs in the second game. But give Imlay City some credit. Um, Because after the game, when I was getting the lineup for game two, their coach is like, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's the first time one of my teams has been no hit. Like, usually somebody does something, bunts their way on, does something. Right. We've never been no hit in 20 years that I've been on the, the job. And we were just destroyed in that first game. It's kind of... And, and it was interesting because they came out in the second game and the very first hitter in the game tried to bunt their way on. <laughs> um, and the, and they did a couple of times because they ended up with eight
2: hits. Uh, five of them were infield hits. I mean, that's a lot. That's not completely uncommon in softball. You see that more with the shorter base paths.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they had uh, two doubles. Uh, Nat Stone had uh, two doubles and uh, drove in a run and scored a, a couple of runs, and uh, – and, they had uh, another single by Gabby Douglas that was the big hit of the game. And, and I don't know much about Gabby Douglas. Like when we did the tournament, I don't remember her actually playing much. I think they used her a couple of times as a courtesy runner, but I don't really remember her like playing the field or getting at bats. I'd have to go back and look. She hit number nine. They only had ten players with them. She hit number nine in uh, game one and struck out and popped up to center in her two at-bats. In game two, they stuck her in the middle of the batting order. They put her at number five. She struck out, she walked, she struck out, and then they intentionally walked Stone Mm -hmm. to load the bases with two outs in the bottom of the sixth in a 5-5 game, specifically because I think they thought that Bomarito was just going to strike her out. And she raked a single to center field to score two runs, and that bench went nuts. Like, this is a a role player, a backup player uh, who doesn't play a lot, who Mm -hmm. came up with a big hit against the team that's got the bullseye on their back. Everybody wants a piece of Algonac
2: because Algonac really does intimidate people. Right. Well, so – finish about how the game ended up because it didn't go seven yeah no so it's it's seven
1: to five after six and I we went into the the break thinking we were going to come out and start the seventh inning and Emily City ran out onto the field and started warming up and their pitcher was warming up and the umpires got together and talked during the the break and when they came out um, and actually they timed it perfectly because I'd just come back from the break and they called the game because it was too dark they they figured if they started the seventh inning they wouldn't be able to finish it, and so they they're like why bother? Mm-hmm. It's like if we start the inning and we can't finish it, then nothing that happens in that inning counts. Mm-hmm. So uh, why worry ourselves with it? And so which they, is a smart move. Yeah, they they called the game after six because of uh, darkness. So we got 13 of our 14 innings in yesterday.
2: What time did you start? Four? Four o'clock. All right, so they started early enough. Here's something that's disgusting about BWAC softball. There's, what, eight teams in the BWAC? Yeah. And I sent you this yesterday. In the Division Three coaches' rankings, Richmond comes in at number four. And this is why they get in Division Two. They have Algonac in Division Two, and I just checked on the MHSA website. They're playing in Division Three. In, in in a district with Richmond, mind you. Yeah. So they're Division three, but they ranked Algonac 5th in Division two, and gave honorable mentions to MLA City and North Branch. So that's half your teams are at least ranked or receiving votes in the state. Yeah, and and I was surprised Armada was left out of there. Armada's record probably isn't as good as, or well, it doesn't show how good they actually are. Just because I think they do have a losing record because they've had such a tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, and Elmont uh, it can just hit.
1: They can just flat out hit. Um, and who else have I seen? Cros- Crosslex is-, is pesky. Mm-hmm. They, they play that. Slap it around, bunt, steal. The kids at the top of their order just run wild when they get on the bases um yeah i mean it's it's a good league the only team i haven't seen is yale and they're the only team that i've heard anybody say yeah yale's not really good this year so yeah that's that's a emily city can play emily city
2: was missing one of their big bruisers yesterday too Hayward didn't play that's a tough tough league um you want to wrap this up? You want to? Is you just want to go with softball scores, then we get into baseball after the break? Yeah, we it, can do baseball after the
1: break, but there there is a lot of uh, softball to to go through. So uh, Northern uh, and uh, Cousin O, <laughs> low scoring affair, <laughs> sixteen to twelve for, for those teams. That that is kind of a low scoring affair. How about Miranda McNaughton? Two homers, five RBIs. She's driven in nine runs in the last two games. For the Huskies. So that's a bat that's starting to heat up.
2: Mm -hmm. Because I
1: saw her hit a home run, uh, I think it was last week. So she's starting to heat up. Allie Shagney's got to be hitting 900 this year. (laughs) She had four hits and four RBIs. Rebecca Larson, four hits and an RBI. Rebecca Larson hits lead off for Northern, gets on base all the time, uh, and plays
2: eight positions on the field. Yeah, I think sometimes, and we're guilty of it, we get caught up with the long ball. We get caught up with home runs. And you don't respect the table setters as much sometimes. And you're right, Rebecca Larson, a really good athlete, moves around the field, can hit. I mean, you had four hits in this game, drove in a run. She's a player that probably deserves a little more credit than we've been
1: giving her. Yeah, and Megan Prangy had three hits and drove in uh, two runs. So the usual suspects were hitting for Northern yesterday. Gross Point South beat uh, PH nine to two. I'll see uh, South. Tomorrow, I believe yes, it is against, against Marysville. That'll be a big game. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of Marysville this week. Yeah. Um speaking of, how did this happen? One nothing Frazier over Marysville. We need we need to talk to Ratchie and find out what the heck happened there <laughs> because the Frazier team I saw gave up nineteen runs to PH. They still won the game, twenty two yeah. to nineteen. But I thought I thought, okay, Marysville is going to beat Frazier thirty to
2: eleven. <laughs> yeah, no, and Marysville can hit. Yeah, Marysville can rake. And from what I don't know if anyone was missing, but first of all, the fact that there is a one nothing score in softball is just shocking this season. Yes, is shocking, and that Frazier upset Marysville. That's their first Mac loss. Uh, the The Mac site hasn't well, the fan run Mac site hasn't been updated with the games from last night. But like, holy heck! That muddies things up in the Mac Blue because you thought with Marine City knocking off Gross Point South that they gave Marysville a buffer. Well, they gave it right back in that game. And you know what? Softball is a long season. It's hard to go undefeated in league in it. So, yeah, but But that wasn't the one. I thought maybe South. So now the game Thursday, you have, well, tomorrow, going to mean a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, uh, Chippewa Valley
1: beat Saint Clair five to uh, one. Uh, Anchor Bay over Romeo six to uh, three. And Armada and Croslex split a doubleheader. And uh, I found this uh, ironic: the scores are the same as the Algonac Emily City doubleheader, <laughs> eight nothing and seven to five. Armada won eight to nothing, and then Croslex won the second game seven to five.
2: There you go. I thought that was kind of. So, different yeah, unique. the, the BWAC is just an absolute gauntlet, and I wouldn't be surprised if it produces three different district champions. A yeah. couple of scores, too, from uh, Monday. Chippewa Valley beat Marine City 6-2. So,
1: Chippewa Valley all of a sudden uh, is on a win streak because they'd actually been getting hit pretty hard for, by the area teams that had played them, uh, and now they've won back-to-back games with some pitching, it looks like. They only gave up three runs in two games. And New Haven, who I saw, get slaughtered by Port and High, turns around and beats
2: Lampier 19-9. It doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> Nothing makes sense.
2: But we have a lot of baseball scores to talk about. We'll start with Cardinal Mooney because it was nice to finally see them for the first time. Um, talk about something I like about the Catholic League, and there's some other scores from around the, the area that kind of mean a lot, so we'll have a lot to talk about in baseball. All right.
3: When you run with us on a Gator UTV <laughs> –
1: Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC.
5: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people.
2: your satisfaction is our guarantee.
4: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kids Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride.
6: On Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: Welcome back. Dennis Stuckey and Brady beating, debating off air. And uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: Anyway, so it's an anomaly to me. Finally got to see Cardinal Mooney play, which you did. it was about time we went down there. Kite Monroe, it's a little bit of a hike, but it's not too bad because it's right off the expressway. So you just get off and boom, you're there. Um, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, Mooney and Cranbrook played, and I actually didn't know this, and I got confused on the first batter because I just didn't know it and no one said anything to me. Catholically starts with a one-in-one one count. Yeah, they they play 3-2 count. I love it. Oh, the game Flew by. I did my double header less time than I've done some baseball games in. Singular, like there. I've had a couple reach three hours. I did these two in like a two hours and fifty minutes. It was awesome. Anyway, what I can tell you is Mooney can pitch. They have some studs. Tommy Gill started the first game. He struggled with his command a little bit, but. Again, when you start 1-1, one and one, your walks are going to naturally be a little higher. He struck out 9, walked 6, but only gave up one run. He had a rough third inning. He actually loaded the bases to start the game. It was walk, walk, single, and Cranbrook has the bases loaded in the top of the first. I go, uh-oh, maybe Cranbrook's pretty good. Then struck out the 4-hitter looking, and then got a 4-6-3 double play out of the inning, and then they had the bases loaded again in the fourth he walked in a run uh but got a strikeout to get out of the oh actually got a ground ball back to the back to him he threw it home got the out and then walked in a run then struck out the leadoff hitter looking so he he only gave up one run Mooney ended up winning five to one some of the better performers in game one uh, at the plate, Rocco Camito, I think we're, I'm saying his name right. I didn't get a chance to talk to Coach Rice before the game, and well, I, I can tell you why after I go over all this. Um, he went two for three with an RBI single. Uh, Tommy Rice had an RBI single. Anthony DiGiuseppe had a two RBI single. So they, they played well. Um, Ryan Trombley had an RBI single that uh, made up the five runs. But Mooney hits. They, they play the game the right way, and, and Cranbrook struggled a little bit. They benefited from some errors. And then in Game 2, I think Cranbrook threw their best kid first, and then they threw not their best kid, who wasn't <laughs> – he wasn't bad. He just couldn't – it wasn't as good, and Mooney took advantage of it. Mooney uh, mercyed him 11 nothing in five innings. Blake Lutzky, a lefty, who has a really, really nice curveball. And both him and Gill, they come with you. They come at you with the off speed. Like, I would love to have the information of how often they throw each pitch. Yeah. Because it's got, like, the fastball and the curveball have to be close to the same or slider, whatever you want to call it. But it's got to be close. Lutzky only faced 18 batters in, in his win, in his five innings of work. He struck out three, only gave up one walk, actually hit two. Uh, yeah, gave up. Two hits, a single and a double. And everyone just joined the hit parade for Mooney. Giuseppe actually didn't get a hit, but he scored two runs. Trent Rice went two for three with a stolen base and an RBI. Uh, Ryan Trombley, couple of singles, two runs scored uh, going down the lineup. Nate Super, who didn't play in game one, had an RB, a two RBI singles, scored twice. Ty Bodeker, who was that short, and he made an incredible play. He had he to take a couple steps to his right, backhanded it, as he did. Spun around, turned, fired to first, got the out. It was it was really nice. Uh, the other play that really impressed me is Trent Rice plays center field, and he's a pretty good center fielder. Again, he hit, had two hits in, in game two. There was a bizarre play. So the runners were on first and second for Cranbrook. Ball was in the dirt, and Tommy Rice's cousin, he does a good job behind the plate, blocks it, and the ball just trickles up the third baseline enough that the kid from Cranbrook saw it in the dirt, he started going, tried to get something, something uh, going for the Cranes. Picks it up, and he's going to go throw to third. But he sees out of the corner of his eye that the kid going to second was really delayed. He's like, oh, I can get the out at second. So, like, he had already stepped to third. At the last second, turns and tries to fire to second. The second baseman, the shortstop, look at him like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Ball goes into center field. Like, he, he faked out everyone. So, the kid from third slides in, looks up, goes, oh, sweet, I get to go home. So, he starts running home. I think he thinks he's going to get in without a play. Trent Rice picks it up. then it's he could have put it – he could have lit a match sitting <laughs> at home play. He put it on a dime. So the kid's, like, running home. He's not sliding. Tommy Rice is, like, looking at the dugout like, man, like, I thought he was going to – I thought I could get him at second. And coach goes, catch the ball. He looks, grabs it, catches it. The, the kid running home realizes, oh, I should slide, and, like, almost crumbles into <laughs> home plate. Like, that's the way I can describe it. He was half a step from home plate and went just, like, crumbled down, trying to get his foot underneath, and they got him out at home, and that was, like, the biggest cheer of the second, second game yeah. because Mooney was taking it to him. But Trent Rice, seriously, he – he could have knocked a toothpick out of your mouth with that throw. It was a thing of beauty, and it, it kind of saved Tommy Rice from the from the uh, from the yeah. Area. But I mean, uh, again,
1: Tommy Rice, what did he do wrong on on that play? The guys should be cover even if they think right. the
2: play is a third. Your middle infielders have got to cover the bag with the runner going there, right? So, but it was just it was just nice to see. Mooney's really good. Like I said last, either. Last episode or the one before, they're ranked number two in Division 4. This team's good, and, yeah, they can pitch really well. Now, the reason why I didn't get to talk to Coach Rice before the game, I was there really early because I hadn't been to Kite Monroe, so I made sure I left like 15 minutes before I normally do. I beat the teams there. So I'm sitting there. It's like 3-15 for a 4:30 game, I'm waiting. So I and I and I don't know what field they're at because at Kite Monroe there's what like eight fields. Yeah, there's and there's like four with lights. So I can't just go and set up early. I have to wait to see which one they're at. I didn't know if they're at the one up on the hill or the the one down low in the parking lot. So I'm waiting there and I see people show up and I see them start walking in the field right in front of me. I go, oh, all right, cool. I'm I'm good to go. I start getting my stuff, grab everything. I look. I didn't realize. I had taken the chair out of my car like two weeks ago the last time I needed it because I had people over and we had a fire, so I grabbed it out of my <laughs> – and I was just like, didn't think of it. And all last week, where was I? Northern, Marysville, Port Huron High. Place. They so all didn't have need boots. need to break your chair out. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't notice for a week. So I go, oh, crap. So I'm like – so I have to think. I'm like, do I just get it? Do I just stand? and call the game but i'm like no i'm down here it's what like 12 mile or something so i have to go i have to basically speed over to target and i bought a folding chair like (laughs) like one that you know stone cold steve austin would crack over your head so (laughs) so i had to do that drive there drive back i'm sitting in this and i have and i'm walking up holding it in my hand like i'm coming to to, to win a belt and knock someone over the head with it. But, yeah, now I have a steel chair just in case I forget one, and I don't think I'm going to take that one out of my car. But otherwise, I got to talk to Coach Rice after. he Ooh, was a steel <laughs> chair on a cold day. And it wasn't too bad, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was happy with the win. I mean, you take two, and I know he's got a lot of league games coming up. So, Mooney, Mooney baseball is legit, and I have a feeling we could be covering them deep into June. That's good. I got no problem with that. No,
1: not at I all. I like talking about anybody who wants to play almost to my birthday is fine with me. Exactly. That's fine with me. Um, Marysville uh, got a 3 nothing win over uh, Frazier uh, on Monday, and Larry Smayfield was the story in this one. Another great pitching performance. He throws a one-hitter, a complete game one-hitter, no walks, only struck out four, but hey – They catch the ball, so let your defense make plays. Get outs early uh, in in counts. Uh, And then he also does it with the bat because while he's twirling a gem like that, he gets a double, scores a run, drives in a run, and Ryan Ferguson had three hits in that win and uh, scored a run as uh, well for Marysville. But, uh, you know, we we, kind of thought Saturday at Comerica Park, you know, the the, the Vikings – you know, played everybody, and it was right. more about the experience than the game. Uh, and then they they throw uh, Larry here in this one. What? Is, that that's two straight one hitters for him, isn't it?
2: Uh, he gave he up than last I'm, week? I'm looking up. He gave up. Yeah. He Derek Ruiz had a double. Looking at this again. No, he gave up like two hits. I think so. A two hitter. So he's given three. Sorry. He's three.
1: All right, so he's given up four, four. hits nope, in his four. last two starts.
2: Five. Five, Five hits four, in his last two starts? Make up your mind. Well, I had to go back and look through. Um. I'm zooming in. <laughs> anyway, so he's now had – he didn't pitch the seventh, so he's had ten straight scoreless innings pitched. Yeah. That's
1: –
5: their, their one about.
2: Their one-two combo is really, really, really good. Look, Maceo Miller's going to go pitch on, on, well, today. And what are they going to do to Frazier? Like, their 1-2 combo is absolutely filthy. They've given up. Dennis, I know I emphasize it, but just think about how dumb this is for baseball, too. They've given up nine runs in seven games in the Mac Blue. And it's not like the Mac Blue is garbage and they've played probably their two biggest competitors in the mac blue the first two series think about that
1: there's a uh, nine, nine runs and give the record yeah four
2: and three because there's good pitching in the mac blue there's really good pitching in the mac blue and again don't be surprised if marysville sweeps the next three series and wins the league at what would that be 12 and three do not be surprised if that happens well, I I've obviously, uh, I mean,
1: hitting is the only thing that's going to stop Marysville, and that perplexes me too because I look at that lineup, and there are kids that can hit; they just don't ever
2: put it all together at the same time. No, and well, they they did it enough. I mean, if you if, seriously, if you're Marysville, if you can get three to five runs a game, you're giving your pitchers a chance. And the other thing they do that I really like. They don't walk kids. Smayfield, no walks. Um, I'll have to go back and look, but the game uh, the the last game against northern, they walked three. Miller walked none against northern um, at Comerica Park, I mean that was everyone else pitching so not a lot of kids you'd see in the Mac uh, in the yeah, Mac they, they did
1: walk six that day.
2: yeah, but again. That's not someone you're going to see in Mac Blue play. Smayfield, okay, he did walk five last time against Northern. So that's where the, he struggled a little bit. But still, he gave up four hits. Like, Marysville's pitching, they have the one-two combo to make a run in the playoffs. And that's when it really matters. And they have that 3-4 guy that you can still trust. You can still trust Ryan Ferguson or Colin Richards to get on the mound. You just would like to see them for an entire series because they did it for two games against Northern, and then the last game, pfft, again, credit to Derek Ruiz for actually shutting yeah, them down. but again,
1: good pitching in
2: the blue. Yes, but you have to hit good pitching come playoff time. So Marysville does that. Uh, Utica – uh Gives it to Port here on the Big Reds took one on the chin twelve to four they lost at home. Uh, Cousin O beaten Northern seven to six. I guess I missed that score. That's a tough one. I think for- it was a walk off. That's a tough one. I did not positive on that. But I didn't I thought catch I read that, that score somewhere. before. I guess it was just with all the scores going. I didn't know who played and who didn't. That's ooh. That's a tough loss for the Huskies.
1: And then this one was
2: there was a double header and we yes. were going to do it. And then it got rained out. Yes. you. I got a text when we were on the air saying, nope, no game. We're not going to do it. But I guess this, the makeup dates, what happened is they were trying to get umpires and they could not get an umpire. So at the last second they had to scramble and go, okay, we'll play one game and Marine City ended up beating Lampfire 10 to 3 which is a huge win for the Mariners in Mac Gold play. Yeah,
1: cuz Lampfire was
2: like the closest challenger or
1: I guess they it's were a one 3 team race.
2: Yeah. So to get that it was win was big. Lampfear, Marine City and Lakeview, Lakeview won. So they are 7 and 0, Marine City 7 and 0 and Lampfear 6 and 1. So that and there's still lots of games to be played. Right. So that's and I know tonight it's weird because I saw that Marine City they might play two because the weather might be bad tomorrow, so they might go to Lantfear and play a doubleheader. It's it's tough, and again, I don't envy being an AD or a coach when you have to play weatherman because on Monday it looked like it was going to rain pretty steady all day long, and about. Two, three o'clock, it tapered off. So the teams that played, they're like, Oh yeah, we can get it in. And the teams that didn't, well, they they looked a little silly, but again, you make you have to make that decision at what, eleven or noon? Yeah. All right. So shall, shall we go
1: to the pitch real quick here? I got a ton of ton of soccer go, scores. Go go to the pitch or, or football scores. Football. Football scores. Uh, Let's see. We'll start in the MAC. Anchor Bay and Dakota, a 1-1 draw. That's soccer talk. Uh, Northern beat Warren Mott, 9-0. More soccer talk. Uh, Port Huron High over Marysville, 3-1. That's a good game. Uh, Marine City and Warren Woods Tower play to a 2-2 draw. Their match was level. Oh, it's more you you have too much fun with this part. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Algonac over Armado, 1-0. Richmond beat Crossleg 6-2. Elmont and North Branch play level 1-1. I love soccer talk. Uh, and we had a tie yesterday, too, uh, as uh, Cardinal Mooney and Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, their match ends in a 3-3 draw. Start doing my British accent when we give those scores next time?
2: Please don't.
1: More soccer talk.
2: All right. Well, Cheerio. <laughs> we have some good games coming up this week. Uh, I mean, we have those the, the rest of the matchups. We have two rivalry games tonight. We'll talk about that. And I do want to get in a little more of your thoughts about the 1-1 count starting from last night because I think that could help out a lot of problems. Oh, and- I, I think they should institute it immediately in softball for
1: this season and see how it goes. Because the the pitchers need help. They don't have a chance right now.
2: All right, we'll take a break, and we'll get in-depth with it in a bit.
1: Fresh at open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people.
6: it's on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: You're all about change, and I don't like change. Except what we're going to talk about uh, in just a moment. But let's hit the schedule first, and then we can get into the uh, the 3-2 count.
2: All right, go ahead.
1: All right. Give uh, it to them. So um, we're likely, despite the fact that we got rained out on Monday, um, since we made up with two doubleheaders yesterday, we're already four games into the week. We're probably going to do 20 games this week if we don't have any more weather issues. Starting with three tonight, I'll have a doubleheader in St. Clair. Uh, I believe this is the, the pink out, is that uh, what they call it? I think so. Yeah, uh, St. Clair against Marysville in softball. Always fun, great rivalry. Uh, and uh, and you'll see another great rivalry. Port here in high port here on northern your game might take as long as my doubleheader. <laughs> a lot of runs will be I, scored. I just I, – I can't see how this isn't uh, – I'll be disappointed if both these teams don't score double digits. Like if it's not – like a low-scoring game, a pitcher's duel will be 12-10. to 10. Don't see four home runs total. Yeah, like I, I think you're going to see a lot of offense.
2: I think I will these too. These teams can hit. Yeah, they can. Um, and then tomorrow – you have Gross Point South at Marysville, which means Huge a lot game. more now. Huge game. And I have Marine City at Port Huron, so I'll get to see the Big Reds the next two days. And that'll be a, a rematch,
1: and Marine City took it to them the first time around. But I think the Big Reds are a little bit better defensively, a lot mm-hmm. better defensively, actually. Mm-hmm. And that was the the big reason they gave up 22 runs to the Mariners the first time around. They simply couldn't catch the ball. Uh, to save themselves. That was way back. That was one of
2: the first games we did.
1: Yeah, that was the first week of the season, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Then on uh, Friday, uh, we know for sure we'll be in Algonac for day one of the Algonac softball tournament. There'll be two games there, uh, and I think I'm going to add a doubleheader up in Kroslak's uh, on Friday as well against Cass City in softball. And then Saturday is day two of that tournament that's so big they have to use two different sites. So there will be four games in Algonac and three games in Marysville. And Brady will be in Marysville for those three, and I'll be in Algonac for those four games. And just some of the matchups uh, in this. Uh, so wait, on- that's three straight days <laughs> I see four here on that. Yeah, there. Uh, Marine City-Algonac is, is one of the matchups. Algonac-PH, Marysville-St. Clair get a rematch. Um, Armada Marysville, I'm interested in that game a, a lot because again, I think Armada is pretty good team. Uh, and uh, Marine, Marine City, City Port Huron
2: will have a rematch, so
1: they'll play basically twice this week.
2: Geez, so we get the big red softball team what like five times in like a four day span?
1: Yeah. Well, tournaments are fun. I I've enjoyed all the tournaments that we've gone to. the The one in Imlay City I thought was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and then I think I had even more fun. At the one at the Saint Clair Little League uh, Park, because the, they were really bombing home runs, and you saw a lot of them. I saw a lot of them. I let I, I see eight. I think eight or nine home runs in three games.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so as I mentioned, the Catholic League goes to a one-in-one count, and I loved it. I don't see a. I mean, okay, I can give some reasons why you wouldn't do it, but. I liked it especially for these smaller schools where pitching's an issue. I mean, realistically, I'll, unless you're Marysville, you need five, six arms if you want to win a league title. Like, you can't count on your number one guy to go seven innings every time. Okay, so maybe you chalk them in for four or five, and then you have to bring someone in. Same thing with your number two. You have to have someone come in to relieve him. And then the third day, usually, you talk to a lot of coaches, they're piecemealing it together. They're just trying to go, okay, this guy's going to go a couple, and this guy will do this. Only the top of the top teams have a legit third guy. So that one thing it does is it cuts down on pitch count. Lutsky threw 50 pitches in the win against Cranbrook through five innings because batters are more aggressive you can't go up and take a strike you're down one two pitchers have to attack the zone you can't nibble at corners because you miss twice and and you're down in a 3-1 count you're behind already and guys are aggressive you can't do anything like that now I want you to give your part and then I will give some reasons I could see you wouldn't want to do this
1: Well, I mean, you can argue both sides. I see a lot of good to it, and I can also see where it could go bad on you uh, as well. Uh, Like, some teams just are wild, and so if Mm. it's only three balls, you're going to walk everybody in sight. But I, I do think it speeds up the game. I do think it makes the hitters be more aggressive. I think it would help a lot right now in softball. That's the sport that I think should think about it. If the offense continues like this, let's let's say two years from now, there we're still seeing these twenty-six to twenty-four mm-hmm. games. You've got to do something. You've got to do something, right? Um, and maybe three-two pitch would would help that um, for baseball. For me, I like it for the reason that you point out uh, the pitch count. Like kids don't have to throw as many pitches, um, and and I don't think. It affects the offense that much. You saw runs yesterday. Yeah. We, we, we get scores from the Catholic League. They they still score runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think it's that. I, I think it does. It saves on arms. It speeds up the game, um, and, and I like it. And it makes the hitters go into the batter's box with the idea, I have to swing the bat. Mm-hmm. Is it un, maybe an unfair advantage to the pitchers? Yes, until they throw – the first ball goes in the dirt, and you yeah. know, had two and one in the count. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you've you got to worry about walking
2: a guy if you throw two out of the zone. And he, Okay, here would be my argument if I had to be tasked with saying, no, it shouldn't happen. So you get a team like Marysville, you get a team like St. Clair, right? You, but you, you can't punish teams no, for being just, good. But no, here, let, let me spell it know. out. So you have two ki- Let's say you have two guys, and then it falls off. Well, okay, in the max schedule, right? You play Monday, or yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Kid throws a gem. Maceo Miller throws a 60-pitch shutout against the team. He's coming right back at you Thursday because he only threw 60 pitches. So now you might have a really good team, but because one team has two good arms, you're not going to touch them. Imagine if this was a thing back, we talk about the 2011 Saints team. You have Seddon and Cronenworth. Those two guys throw, you're not seeing another pitcher. So two arms could potentially win you a league title. Where right now, and I do kind of like this, I know coaches don't, it does reward having a full staff, having depth. Because, I mean, I don't care how bad your bats are, I give you two studs with a 1-1 count the way the Mac's set up right now, you're in contention for a league title. And the fact that you could potentially, like, Lutsky could pitch, I think in two days he's eligible to pitch. I don't like the idea of a team getting to see the same kid twice starting in a series. Uh, I just I
1: look at it this way, uh, and I'm, I'm fine with it because it's not going to be every single year. Uh, at some point, Smayfield and Miller graduate and the, the odds that you're going to get two arms like that again. Right, but it would be a different
2: school next time.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Look, they do this in the Catholic League where some of those schools can recruit. and Well, they all can recruit. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, some of them yeah. do it a little harder. The, the bigger yeah. ones do it a little harder. Yeah, some go And, and they get better athletes. Some go in the
2: county, some go out of state.
1: And, um, I mean, you know, has anybody won
2: 20 consecutive state titles? No. So, I mean, here's one thing I think I would like to see. Like, okay, going to conference play and eh, the playoffs, eh. but like, why is there any reason why non conference games can't start with a 1 1 count? Because what that would do is it would encourage more of that. Because guess what? Now you don't have to worry about a kid throwing 110 pitches. He can go throw four innings when Marine City plays Croslex or Yale or Marysville plays Anchor Bay. You don't have to rotate a bunch of kids and you don't have to dilapidate your staff. Non-conference games, one-in-one count, I don't see a reason why that couldn't be a thing or at least more common of a thing, especially if you're going to do double headers. Yeah, well, uh, the the one rule
1: that I think they they should adopt All the time, even in league games, Mm -hmm. is the six-inning doubleheader. I mean, even Major League Baseball, and and I don't like it in Major League Baseball, does the seven-inning doubleheader now. Now, I I, I do think it's stupid because that's professional. They're making millions of dollars. Play your two nine-inning ball games. But in in high school, um, when you're doing a doubleheader, uh, I think playing 12 innings is enough over playing the 14 innings.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I also, I mean, I know some teams do doubleheaders, like Marine City's playing a lot of league doubleheaders because the travel's so far. They don't want to have to go to Lanfear twice in a week or have Mott come up twice in a week. Just come up once, we'll play two, and get it over with.
1: Yeah, and, and how, how much do you think it would affect it if they cut out the seventh inning in those
2: two games? You would adjust. I mean, yeah, I just mean, play I, a different I, way. I don't think it would be make that big of a difference. Yeah, so just some food for thought. I don't know if there's a right answer. I can, again, like I said, I just made an argument for both sides for the 1-1 one, one count, and again, for smaller schools, like, think about it. You can find seven pitchers if you have 2,000 kids in your school. It's hard to find six, seven pitchers if you have four or five hundred kids. In it's school. hard it might be hard to find two or three. I mean you look at look at some big schools, it's hard to find legit pitching. Unless you're St. Clair.
1: Unless you're St. Clair. Which they've, they've
2: just had a farm down there. Yeah. For they, a decade.
1: You, somewhere uh, in his backyard, Denny White has a tree where pitchers just <laughs> grow and they kind of fall off the tree and he goes and collects them and puts uniforms and on them. And sends them
2: into ninth grade. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, I'll be in St. Clair today, so I'm sure I'll have to walk by the baseball field and hear something from Denny. Uh, anything else? No, I think we're good. All right. Uh, we've got uh, softball for you. Uh, Brady on stream two's got uh, Port here High Highport here on Northern. And on stream one, doubleheader, Marysville at St. Clair in softball uh, tonight on getstuckonsports.com.